having those right conversations, seeding those right conversations that get done over time. Deals are created, they're not made instantly. So remember that it's a process and understanding that process and following process will allow you to make a tremendous amount of money in a very short period of time as long as you do it responsibly. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is Marco Kozlowski. I'm joined with Francesco Galuccio and Gabriel Adaisha. We are in different parts of the world, all joined together today to go into what might be the last installment of a mini-series on the economy, the slowing down of the economy, higher interest debt. I don't know why I couldn't say that in one word, higher interest debt. That's uh, that's now hitting the market with uh, the Fed increasing um, the prime rate uh, significantly, mirroring what, uh, what could happen in the 80s. Our crystal ball is broken. Many are frightened by what's about to happen, and we're delighted not because anyone's going to get hurt, but because there's an opportunity to uh, cash in on that market cycle if you know what you're doing. And of course, action on that as well. Um, just like we've done in a previous previous podcast, uh, anyone, not anyone, everyone can do this, but not everyone will. And uh, just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you're actually going to get it done. If your motivations are strong enough and your why is big enough, uh, you will do whatever it takes to be successful. And if there's not a lot of pain in your life, you don't really care. Not a lot of action is generally taken. So that's that. So if you have not listened to the first 10 episodes, it describes that you don't need money to make money. In fact, we use asset-based lenders in order to buy many of our assets. And we also do debt takeovers, which is probably 80% of how we buy properties these days. And specifically now with this shift in the economy, shift in the, uh, the prime rate, in the hike in interest, very exciting time for us because we know exactly what to do, how to do it, and you can make a shit ton of money. In fact, this is the cycle that I started my journey with in real estate, very close to it, and did a lot, made a lot of money in a very short period of time. And we can get into some of those uh, strategies and techniques. And as a listener, if you're listening, I suggest you sharpen your ears right now because there's going to be some really neat things that are going to be done. Now, I do want to disclose that I'm going to be more on the generalities and the specifics it would be irresponsible of me to give you something that could hurt you or others. So any information that I give, I want to be able to uh, monitor closely so you understand, A, the power that you're wielding and how it can really hurt and impact someone else's life negatively if it's not used correctly. And if I just shoot out information just to shoot it out because it makes me look cool, it actually could be very dangerous to other people and I refuse to do that. I've already made those mistakes early on in my in my life. And I refuse to do anything that's not going to be uh, used for good uh, and used responsibly and wisely. So I just want to disclose that first because you really can really make a big bruise in someone's life if you don't do this correctly because you're playing with someone's credit and life when you're doing these kinds of things of debt takeover and uh, hold, basically making promise to someone that you might not be able to keep because of a lack of knowledge and understanding of how this whole process works. So now that that's out of the way, and my conscience is clean, as clean as it can be anyway. Let's get into some opportunities. Let's first set the scene. Frank, you're going to be the seller. You bought this property a few years ago. You have a 2% mortgage. We've discussed life cycles of mortgages, three trimesters. First trimester is all interest, meaning that let's say five years ago, you bought this property. And how much do you think you've paid off of that property in, in the, the last, last five, five years? five years? Not much. Paying <laughs> monthly payments. Uh, yes. Yeah. Almost nothing, right? So you still almost owe the same thing. 
And because there are fewer buyers and you want to sell this property quickly, I don't know, you're going through some, some, something in your life where you really need to sell. All the equity that's been gained in the last five years as the market slows and slows and slows and slows and as more people on your in your area want to sell or need to sell, eroding the equity that you've created, you might be in a position, in fact, this is going to happen where there's very equ little equity left based on what you owe if you got a, some people gotten a 90% loan, right? So if you've borrowed 90% at a very low interest rate, which was very possible five years ago, that 10% equity is... Listen, a lot of people over leveraged over the last half a decade for sure so yeah people got into 95 percent on low interest so but they also yeah. overpaid too over the five years so okay so i'm the seller i'm trying to sell my house got two percent interest mortgage loan i want out you want out yeah so he calls a real estate agent and because of the erosion of the equity that's been there, agent says, well, you basically are going to have to write a check to get rid of this thing. Including his commission. Or, or even make nothing. Uh, well, 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 you could just... No, it, or make nothing. Or there's no wiggle room on the price because it just covers commissions, closing costs, and everything else. Right? So, or there's like 10 grand left, 20 yeah. grand left, whatever the number is. Right? So, there's, there's not a lot left. There's not a lot of meat on the bone after commissions. Because commissions, closing costs alone could be, you know, significant. 100 percent it's, it's it'd like be two three percent of the of the purchase price so yeah so if there's ten thousand dollars left there's nothing actually in fact i don't think i'll have enough money to right. pay well commission and closing costs well let's say you're at eight percent include you know eight nine percent on a million dollars you know that's a hundred thousand yeah. ninety grand there so anyway so there's not there's not a lot of mean on the bone and you need out but you have a two percent interest rate and you've been paying this thing for five years on a let's say a 20-year mortgage okay so now what? I'm living out of my car. I'm completely living out of my car. And the value of the property is you basically owe 90% of its value and you have uh, a very low payment. Now, I couldn't act? afford to necessarily step <laughs> in to <laughs> buy my own house because this is, it's a funny I've face, always though. purchased my house. Oh, there he is. He's back. You fr well, froze a little bit. He went back like? in time. <laughs> really? Ooh. It says my internet yeah. connection is unstable. The whole economy is unstable. The only thing that's unstable, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the theme of the day, instability. So let's roll with it. You're um, in your car. You have nothing. With this? Yeah, I don't have anything. So, you know, it's not like an upgrade. <clears throat> my own. I couldn't afford to live in it. Now, if I could, that would be great. If it was a property that I wanted to buy, which is what I've, I've been, Gabe is poised. And so am I. I'm, I'm marketing to assets that are anywhere between five and 10 million that I can step into the debt. And th this is a great time to step into somebody else's debt and just upgrade your property however comma let's say i'm living out of my car and frank needs to sell he needs out i don't have any money frank just wants to get out and i've positioned myself where frank contacts me i'm not contacting him and frank says i have a problem i gotta get out and his low monthly payments actually is there's some juice in there to actually rent it out or even do a lease option which is uh, frank you're very familiar with lease options so you can we i think do. we have an episode yeah. on this already yeah, where you lease the property with the option to buy and you get a down payment, a downstroke that is significant. So that could put a couple of shekels in your pocket very quickly, very quickly. So, which is how I got started is I talked to someone like Frank, I negotiate the terms, I put it under contract under specific terms. And while it's under contract, I go find a renter or a lease option buyer and I make the spread. And that's it. I can actually take over his debt and using 
the the right tools and the right disclosures that we're not going to be providing on this uh, podcast at all unless I really I actually have a class on how to do this responsibly and the conversations that are necessary the disclosures that are necessary and the impasse that is necessary in order to uh, really keep control of this so technically if I can rent this out or lease option it out for a thousand dollars more than the, what the payment is which generally at a, that low of an interest payment isn't that isn't that uncommon? I could make a thousand dollars a month forever with first, last, and security before I even have to make my first payment to Frank. In fact, I could ask Frank to make the next three payments before I even start making the mortgage, which I've always done. If I'm taking over someone's payments, I'm always you make the next three and I'll make the rest. And if I get a tenant right away, every single one of those payments goes into my pocket. Yeah, and plus on the and plus on the lease option, and you the get three months. Typically, a down payment right before they come in with the option to buy. It's like a down payment that goes towards the purchase price in the end. So you're making money on the first three months if you structure it that way, plus the down payment that you are getting. And you're securing your tenancy for the next two, three years for those individuals to, to purchase the property. That's why you give them the option. And they're paying the taxes, the insurance, maintenance. They have to, you know, ins- like everything's paid. You're still making a profit. And yeah, well, it's, at least it's, option, it's you're great. just basically you can- postponing. A sale date. You have a predetermined sale price and you're postponing the sale date for a year, two years, or even three years, or even longer for that matter, but typically two to three years. Right. And it, and if they don't if they don't buy yeah. it, then you sell it again. And then if they don't buy it, sell it again. I've sold the same property three times. So yep. Gabe. That, that, I mean the example is very clear. Uh I mean you can also use this, like you said, for if you do have the cash flow in order to live in the place, then you can do the same thing where the payments on the debt are much lower than they would be if you got a new loan at the current interest rates at that amount. And if the payments are interesting and they fall within the parameters of what you're looking for, you can actually get a lot more house for the same money, if you will, for the same payment. And that's an opportunity for you to step into that debt and step into those payments for yourself in terms of a homeowner. And at that point, you might be able to get in for very little cash as well, or maybe no cash, uh, all that. These are all opportunities that are going to be available, but you got to know what you're doing first. And understanding that, first of all, that stepping into someone's debt is one, legal, two, possible, and uh, three, around the corner. Those are all things that that are going to be very important for you to know if you want to move forward and either get involved from a homeownership perspective or from an investment perspective as the lease option, I guess, scenario was described. Or both, or owner financing terms, or you know, doing a wrap where you're getting the property at two percent, and then you're doing a mortgage so at seven a and a half. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. Or seven. Because I remember the last episode, and if you didn't listen to the last couple episodes, maybe you should before you complete this one. But you can. I, I have to listen to that before I step I into the. You can step into the debt, and to do that, you don't need any money or credit typically. So if you can step into debt and do that without using your credit or qualifying for the loan, then how many times can you or would you want to do that when presented with the opportunity? Depending on how it's structured, it can be a liability, which is when you live in it, you're ruining a perfectly good deal because the cash flow is coming out of your pocket. But if you do enough of these with the cash flow to sustain it, while you're looking for your home, which is exactly what I'm in the process of doing now, while I'm looking for the right asset, I'm cherry picking which ones I'm going to make money on and which ones I want to actually, which one I can't live in ones, want to spend most of my time in. So you can, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but that's a pain in the ass. It is. It's like having two wives. Just wouldn't know. Imagine two. Wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Having, you know, two people telling you what to do all day long. Very difficult. Anyway, that's the story for another day. But yeah, so you can 
generate income while you're looking for the right asset. And when you find the right asset that you want to live in, all the other assets that you've made money on will actually pay for that one. So you're technically living for free. That's why education is always free. You always make money on education because the more you know, the more you earn. And yes, as to echo what Gabe said, 100% legal. Line item 203 in a HUD is taking over debt subject to the existing financing on a federal document. That is a federal document that is that is there. So it's definitely illegal. Most people don't know how it's done. The mechanics of how to do it are thanks to the Garn St. Germain Act of 1982, which we've discussed in, in a past episode, and having understanding why a seller would basically hand over their the keys to their property while yours and their the debt is still in their name is an art form. There's a lot of conversations that have to have and an impasse that needs to be had in order for a seller to be excited to throw the keys to you and say, here's some equity in the asset. I don't care. I'm out. Bye. Takes a little bit of, and that's the art of what we teach. Yeah. It's an articulated art to get to that point. It, yeah. Because if you just go talk to a seller, I uh, just say you came to me, Marco, and said, you know what? I'll just take over your debt. Oh my gosh. I'll give you a little bit of uh, your equity if you do have any and you walk away. I'm going to say fuck off, basically. Because again, a lot of people, even from a seller's well, perspective, they're not educated on this. Because again, they still have the same bias and the same belief that they're like, what? Exactly. You, you can't do that exactly. shit. You're a scammer. That's it. They're going to think you're some someone out to get them or whatever. And they're going to put their guards up and be very skeptical. So it is articulated through a process that we, we, we well, that Marco put together, but it's done delicately because the other person, someone like a seller like myself, may not know. So you got to add some clarity in there and some certainty for them to agree to that. And it, and the more you're just going to say, sorry, as a seller, sorry, actually, you're, you're, you're really helping them out because in the current environment, if someone was going to buy this traditionally, they may offer them a lot less for their property, whereas you're willing to step into the payments which the loan amount will be higher than the purchase price would be for a traditional buyer so they're actually you know getting out of this without getting hurt uh, both financially and from a credit standpoint so uh, if you know what you're if doing, you know what you're exactly. doing and so but and you can d destroy them financially if you don't know what you're doing that's why i'm over disclosing that i really want to hold your hand on the first one or second one if that's something that you're really interested in, there's a lot of money to be made. So, yeah. Frank, and uh, for the record, he does the same with us. I mean, he, he has to hold our hand <laughs> if in the first or second time we did this. So this is all uh, part of the process. But yes, all I'm saying is that this strategy is, is good for you. But when done correctly, it's also really good for the seller. They actually benefit, but they have to understand that before they're willing to go through with it. Absolutely. And we haven't even gone into the multiple ways that you can profit from taking over someone's debt. Wraparound mortgages, second mortgages, removing, selling on owner financing with ghost second mortgages. There's so many things that you can do. And as the asset classes are bigger, you make a lot more money. So doing something like this on a $5 million asset makes you easily, you know, you have a million dollars in your pocket the day of closing is not unusual. But the techniques are very different. There's no Garn St. Germain Act on commercial properties, as I said in uh, in the last episode. So, and I've had to really discover this uh, through trial and error, and I mean painful trial and error. And the only reason that I'm qualified to do this is because I've made the mistakes necessary in order to learn how to do it correctly without losing the farm. And I've had to lose the farm many times in order to figure this out. And I just too stupid to quit and uh, too too hard-headed to not make it work. And yeah, and now you can benefit from that if this is something that you really want to learn and profit from specifically now in this economic cycle at the beginning of it 
right? You want to get into things at the beginning of it because those that follow up will have the most amount of impact on, on people. People will not like the idea at first, but as, as you're connecting with a seller, let's say Frank says, fuck off on the first point of contact, 30 days from now, he says, fuck off. Now 90 days has gone by and he really needs the money. He's now humping my leg, thanking me for the solution that I presented him 90 days ago. He wasn't ready. When the student is ready, the teacher will always appear. So it's having those right conversations, seeding those right conversations that get done over time. Deals are created. They're not made instantly. So remember that. It's it's a process. And understanding that process and following process will allow you to make a tremendous amount of money in a very short period of time as long as you do it responsibly. So that's that. Appreciate you boys. Listener as well. Like us, love us, share us. Please subscribe. Leave a review. Always love to uh, hear feedback. Send us an email. Marco at MarcoKozlowski.com is my email. Any topic that you would like us to discuss, be delighted to do it. And any any tools or any really systems or processes that, that we can share or that you're not clear on, please let us know so we can really share this. And uh, we're, almost, we're almost 200 episodes creeping towards it. We're closer to 200 than we are at 150 or 100, I should say. And, you know, there's there's still a lot to learn from for all of us. We're still always learning every single day. Gabe, I don't know if you want to say something oh, real quick the way you're... No, okay. You're just scratching your arm in a way where but I can read your body language. So, so yeah, so I appreciate you. And uh, for those that can't see Gabe, he's a hell of a guy. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day and uh, crush it and take advantage of the opportunities that are here now. Don't worry about what happened in the past. Focus on the future. You're going to do great. Bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.